in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, literally breaking news. Uh, This is a new plan. Uh, Joe Biden will speak to the nation at 7.30 p.m. to talk about gun violence. Uh, Does he want to make the problem worse or better? If he wants to make it better, he should cancel that speech right now. Every time he opens his mouth, he gets into some sort of trouble. He contradicts himself. He makes a mistake. His staff has to walk it back. But tonight will be very, very different. It'll be very controlled. It'll be uh, him at a podium and uh, teleprompter, no reporters in the room. Maybe it'll even be in the Oval Office. Who knows? But no questions whatsoever. It'll probably start at 730 on the dot, which is good news for me. I might be able to worm my way out of the TV show tonight. I, I love doing it, but I could I could use a break. I'll have to do a short show probably, and then we'll let the president speak all he wants. Again, um, I don't know what the hell he can say or will say. He's uh, so selective about this. I, I wonder if he's going to mention Tulsa. Because in Tulsa, you, saw, you heard about the mass shooting in Tulsa yesterday. The uh, uh, It was in a hospital. A couple of doctors, emergency workers were killed. Uh, the shooter was upset about who knows what. I, I guess he was actually angry at the medical care he received. But he killed four people. And the shooter happens to be a black man, a dead black man, right? Was he killed? He was killed by the, yeah, he's dead now, happens to be black. And it happens to me that that little uh, fact of the story has been omitted by all of the fake news. I saw all the reports, every single one. Uh, The shooter, the shooter was a man. Uh, The shooter was a former patient. Uh, The shooter had a gun. Uh, The gun opened fire. Nothing about the ethnicity of uh, the race of the shooter. Now, why is that important? Well, um, it seems to be exceedingly important if it's ever a white man, right? We got this monster clip. I'm going to play it tonight on Newsmax if I have time. Of uh, every time it's a white shooter, how kind of uh, irate they are about his race. You should hear, especially Gail King. She's so bent out of shape. And here we have a white man, and the police let him live, and I don't believe they did that. They're treating him like a human being, and it's it, you got to hear it. You're going to love it. Uh, so tonight at uh, 7.30, the president speaks. Uh, in the meantime, why do we care? Does anybody care about the queen and her silly jubilee, the queen of England? Now, jubilee. The only Jubilee I know is the one you get at Friendly's Ice Cream, right? It, Jubilee. It's some sort of, it's like an ice cream sundae. It's like a an advanced ice cream sundae. I know Jubilee in the context of ice cream. Now, Jubilee, though, in this, in this use means the 70th anniversary of, of uh, the time she, 70th anniversary of her coronation. All right, good for her. But all day long, all the morning shifts, who cares? I got to point it out. Let's face it, the queen... Well, I mean, what a scam the whole thing is, right? The royal family? I mean, what the... No wonder why we bolted and made our own country. Which, by the way, kicks ass and uh, can beat Britain in a war in about 10 minutes. But um, the Queen, what has she ever done, really? What has she ever contributed? Uh, The only thing... Well, I hate to bring it up, but she was awfully mean to Princess Diana. We all saw it. Princess Diana was miserable. 
And the queen did not help that situation. The queen was a snob, very condescending, made her feel very, very bad about herself. Uh, Diana was so upset she'd go to the refrigerator and eat entire pumpkin pies. And then she'd, you know, she was bulimic. That's how sad she was. And I still think that Diana would be alive if the queen had treated her better. Anyway, look, we all... We all make mistakes. I bet the queen is sorry about that. And I'll say this for the queen. She was very, very nice to Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was very, very nice to her. Now, the year Donald Trump got a television set, I think it was 70 years ago, the the family, the Trump family, got a TV just to watch the coronation. And it was one of the first major live events on television like that. And uh, what was her name? Mary McLeod, Donald Trump's mother, was mesmerized and a big fan of the Queen. She was a native of Scotland, and and she watched this thing. And the coronation wasn't just a you know a two hours and they were done. It was like a four or five day extravaganza. And Donald Trump remembers vividly uh, how in awe her mother was, and I'm told that that's one of the first things Trump ever said to the Queen. And you can see it. There are pictures. I got one up on my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA, of Donald Trump and the Queen, and they're genuinely enjoying each other's company. Now, meanwhile, enter Joe Biden. And what does Joe Biden say to her? You know, you remind me of my mother. Now, I don't care how old you are, how I mean, it just it was. And she's too close in age to Joe Biden to say, you remind me of my mother. I mean, I'm not the most gallant guy around, but that's something I would never do. And Joe, there he is, 80, calling the 90. How old is she anyway? 95? No, she's not old enough to be your mother, Joe. And he said that. I'll play that tonight, too. He just never knows what to say. He's always saying the wrong thing. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, I did a really nice expose on Al Sharpton. Just a reminder that Al Sharpton, who is one of the most famous men in America right now, he is. And you know what? He's getting richer and richer and richer flying off in private jets to deliver eulogies for people he's never met. Um, it's crazy. But I just want you to remember who this guy is and where he came from, okay? Here's Al Sharpton in 1992. Listen up. Cut 
the DNA they found in the excrement. It's crazy. But here's a little bit of uh, Al Sharpton running around town exploiting Tawana Brawley, cut 44. Led by Reverend Al Sharpton, her lawyers, Alton Maddox and C. Vernon Mason, charged police and even the governor with a cover-up. They told Tawana and her family not to talk to anyone. Sharpton appeared in Manhattan criminal court and with lawyer Alton Maddox at his side, heard the charges against him. They stem from Sharpton's national youth movement and his handling of its finances. The state says it investigated for two years. And the Reverend Sharpton was blamed for irresponsibly exploiting Tawana Brawley to promote himself. Since the Brawley affair, Al Sharpton has been noisily... I don't even know who you are and I'm talking to you. And that's what people can't forget. They believe that Sharpton exploited... Yeah. It's a little cut up. It's a bunch of old clips uh, strung together. And now Al Sharpton goes on television. And this is the type of stuff they ask him. Listen to this. This is Willie Geist, who's got to be the most pompous guy I've ever seen on television. Um... Willie Geist, he can't stop talking. Wait, where is this thing? This is, he's actually, he says, Rev. Hey, Rev, I got a question for you. And this is how they ask questions on MSNBC. You ready? Uh, Cut 41. Rev, we're looking at one poll now that shows 81% of Americans support expanded background checks. Another poll from Politico last week had it at 88%, 84% support in the country for red flag laws. That's not just Democrats, that's not just progressives, that's gun owners, as Mara said, that's Republicans, it's conservatives as well. So that's the frustration you see, and we have heard it from President Biden, but we heard from people like Senator Murphy, who has made this a central issue in his political career, gun safety, that... There's so much more that could be done, and yet here we are sort of at the table looking at scraps. What the hell is he talking about? Shut up 10 minutes ago. On and on and on and on and on. And nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. Now, I it, before I got totally confused and started to tune him out, he said Americans are for red flag laws and uh, uh, enhanced background checks. Okay, fine. Maybe you should point out that none of that would have stopped the shooter in Texas who had no criminal record, who had never committed to a mental health institution. Nothing like that. Wouldn't have stopped that. But again, it gives them something to talk about and it gives legislators something to do. All right. And let's see here. And then, oh, this is a curious question to ask Al Sharpton as he's about to go off uh, to a funeral. Uh, Cut 45. As you sat here last week on the set, we were talking about 10-year-olds being murdered in their fourth-grade classroom, and you were flying out to give a eulogy for an 86-year-old grandmother who was killed in the aisle of a grocery store. What's it like to be in that church trying to sue the family in a moment like that when their grandmother has been shot senselessly while shopping for groceries? The real question for Al Sharpton is, what is it like to deliver a eulogy at a funeral for a woman you don't know and never met. <laughs> you, you, you never met her. You don't know anything about her. Yet you're coming in to do the eulogy. Why is that? Because it's a financial shakedown. Oh, yeah. He and his wingman, Ben Crump, they've become rich and famous. There is so much money to be made, so much power that uh, Democrats think they can extract in these kinds of situations, you know, George Floyd kind of changed the game. And George Floyd, how much money did they get? I think it was $50 million, the family. Now, in wrongful death suits, you know, 
it happens. And what they do is they estimate, okay, how much would this guy have made in his life? And then they add on a bit in punitive damages and whatnot. If you or I die and our families sue wrongful death, they ain't getting $50 million. And then, <laughs> no, no. So it was totally, they totally broke the system. <sighs> how does it make us feel? Joe Biden tonight at 7.30. I am not in the mood. I am not in the mood, especially when he lies like crazy and always gets it wrong. He always gets it wrong. Now, here he's either lying or if he's telling the truth, he's just totally not on top of things. You know the baby formula shortage, right? Babies don't have formula. Joe Biden says, uh, oh, don't ask me. Cut 48. Why didn't Jack sooner? Um, well, I don't think anyone anticipated the impact of the shutdown of one facility uh, in uh, uh, and the, the, the Abbott facility. And it was accurately shut down because it was the formula was questioned in terms of its, its purity. And so once we learned of the extent of it and how broad it was, we kicked everything into gear. And I think we're uh, I think we're on the way to be able to completely solve the problem. But the CEOs just tell you that they understood it would have a very big impact. They did, but I didn't. They did, but I didn't. They did, but I didn't. The CEOs, they were talking about it amongst themselves. They did, but I didn't. He's either lying or clueless. Maybe both. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, man. I'm an open-minded guy, but phew, those Bidens, Hunter and Haley. Hunter and Haley Biden going out, kissing, having sex, doing drugs. What's the problem there? They got the same last name, right? Hunter and Haley Biden. Well... It's a sister-in-law, Bo's wife, Bo's widow. And as you know by now, although it's conveniently kind of, they, they overlook it. They don't mention it very much. But in the height of scandal, quite frankly, Hunter was hooking up with his dead brother's wife, Haley, and doing drugs together and all kinds of stuff. And it was extremely, uh, obviously, that would be disruptive for any family. Uh, I'll get to Joe Biden's reaction in a moment. Uh, His ex-wife here, Hunter's ex-wife, who seems like a really nice lady, her name is Kathleen. Well, I don't blame her. I think she's got financial pressure. She wrote a book, and it's coming out very soon. Hunter Biden began a scandalous affair with his late brother's widow after a marriage counselor recommended they spend time grieving together. His ex-wife reveals in her forthcoming memoir. Following, I'm reading from the New York Post here, following the tragic brain cancer death of Bo Biden in May of 2015, Hunter Biden began to set up the Bo Biden Foundation with Haley and his parents 
excerpts from Kathleen Buell's If We Break, published Wednesday by People Magazine Reveal. Uh, But he started spending most of his time at Haley's house. Our therapist told me Hunter needed to be up there helping Haley. My God, we have made too much of the grieving process in this country. All right. You know, things happen. We're sad. We mourn. When did we come up with the term and the person grief counselor? Right. A grief. You know, we used to have a priest, you know, but nobody turns that way anymore, which is which is a real loss for everybody, quite frankly. Hey, right now it's Gay Pride Month. It's Gay Pride Month right now. And you know what might get some attention and some positive press, it being Gay Pride Month? What if I came out as gay right now? Hey, everybody, I just have to tell you that, uh, yeah, it's finally, it's time for me to tell my truth and I'm gay. Well, I'm not going to do that because, number one, I'm not gay. Um, But it's interesting. If I did, I would receive more positive press and more adulation and far less controversy if I were to come out and say, I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. I read the Bible. I try to get closer to God. I try to learn His ways. I want to know everything I can about Jesus. I want to live a life that's pleasing to them, Him. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, I want, I want to become closer and fulfill His will on earth. And I urge you to do the same. And the way to do that is by picking up the Bible and starting it. Starting it. And, 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 and you'll see miracles. It's incredible. Now, anytime I talk about that on the talk show across the street, they get upset. They, I meaning, you know, various viewers and whatever. You're always going to step on somebody's toes. And then some people get really indignant, actually. Some people get really offended. It's amazing. Our culture says that you shouldn't be talking about that stuff. Our culture also says that you should be talking about Gay Pride Month. Was it? Is it Gay Pride Month? It is. It's June. It's Gay Pride Month. Yeah. Come out. Do all that stuff. But uh, talk about your faith in God and Jesus? No. No, 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 no. You could offend somebody. But have a little party like this. And we'll put it on primetime TV. Cut 40! Today marks the beginning of Pride Month. Nationwide, there will be parades, festivals, and concerts to celebrate the LGBTQ community. We are celebrating the start of Pride Month with some pop-up parties, and we've got one going right outside here in Times Square. Pride Month. Taking pride. Pride used to be a bad word. Uh, We talked about this yesterday, I think. Look it up. The Bible, you know, anything you achieve outside of God really is not something to be all that... You can't achieve anything from God without God. You really can't. So taking pride in something you did, that's not that special. Taking pride in what you were born as, I don't think that's right. All right, listen, i got to go back to this uh, Biden situation, though. Uh, Following the cancer death of Bo Biden, blah, blah, blah. He started to spend all of his time, this is Hunter, who's married to Kathleen at Haley's house. That's a recipe for disaster right there. Our therapist told Hunter he needed to be there helping Haley. Kathleen writes, she's 53 years old. What about his sobriety, I asked her. He needs routine. He needs to be home with us. Yeah, Hunter had kids with this wife of his, Kathleen. No, uh, the counselor named Debbie 
held firm that being with Haley and her kids was an important part of Hunter's grieving. Oh, goodness gracious. It's nauseating. This poor woman. Anyway, uh, they start hooking up, uh, Hunter and, and Haley, and she finds out about it through her daughter. What's going on here? Um, Buell says she got the kind of call that tightens every parent's chest on a Sunday morning in November 2016 when middle daughter Finnegan phoned in tears while visiting their family therapist, identified as Debbie. After driving to Debbie's house, I went straight through to the sunroom and found Finnegan curled in a chair holding a pillow while she wept. Uh, With older sister Naomi on the speakerphone, Kathleen recalls Finnegan asked Debbie to explain why she was so upset. Debbie looked me in the eye and calmly said, Kathleen, Hunter's having an affair with Haley. Oh, boy. I could see Finnegan's face relaxing now that she the secret was out. If I felt a strange vindication, not only had I not been crazy, but it was so much worse than I could have imagined. You know, here's the really, really crazy part. All right. Joe Biden gets wind of this. Joe and Jill. And you know what they do? He's so desperate to be president. He still runs because this is the kind of thing that keeps you from running for public office, right? He puts out a statement saying how happy he is for Hunter and Haley that they found each other during this time. That they found each other. And they have mine and Jill's complete support. Think about that. He's either a sick puppy or a liar. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, seriously, what are we going to do for Pride Month? Only kidding. Let's see here. Uh, George is in Stanford, Connecticut. George, hello. Uh, Kalana Brawley died in the ambulance the morning they took her to the hospital, and she died again in the emergency room. And the medical reports are explicit about that. What the hell are you talking about? Tawana Brawley is alive. She lives in Virginia. What are you talking about? She died and was revived in the ambulance by the ambulance crew, died again in the emergency room, was revived again. The medical reports are... Hey, George, um, you're crazy. None of that's true. Anyway, is there anything else going on? Contact her. She'll tell you the truth. Oh, I'm sure Tawana Brawley will tell me the whole story as soon as I get her on the phone. All right, George, thank you. Uh, Let's see here. Lou is in Zion Grove, Pennsylvania. Yes, Lou. Hey, Greg. I just called to uh, talk to you about the shooting in Texas that took place. Yeah. My My son is a school resource officer. Down in Georgia. Yeah, you told us that whole long story. Uh, it was very sad, very moving, but do me a favor. Don't tell us it again because it was too sad and too moving, and I was very emotional after it. I'm not kidding. So what else is on your mind? Yeah, well, this has to do with what took place down in Texas. I waited a few days to call him, and when I got in touch with him, I asked him what his opinion was about what happened because being a school resource officer, he could be in that situation. Yeah. And he he told me he's uh, been training for that uh, all his police career. He's yeah. a 10-year veteran. He just turned 32. And he said that if that was him in that situation, he says, I'm going right in. He says, I might get killed. I might lose my life. But that's what I signed up for. That's what I trained for. Yeah. He said, and I have 
a fireman's mentality. He says, they don't call New York's fireman the bravest for nothing. He said, you need that kind of mentality. Yeah, I get it. Hey, you got to have your son call the show someday. Yeah, You're always well, telling me the stuff that he tells you. I uh, I love it, though. Look, that makes total sense. That's what any cop would do, except for these crazy guys down there. I don't know what the hell was going on. Hey, do me a favor. Oh, shoot. We lost Charlotte. Charlotte, I need you to come call back if you don't mind. Uh, I would really love to hear from you. Charlotte in Princeton, New Jersey. Damn it. Damn it. We lost that call. All right. Uh, Lou, uh, final thoughts. Well, I asked him, uh, what kind of equipment do you have in that situation? He says other than his regular vest that a police officer wears, he has a special vest that's made to um, take a rifle round. And he has a shield to put in front of him. He has them at his access. He's a school resource officer. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. He is in uh... an alternative school. It's called alternative school. All right, all right. Well, Lou, you got to have him call the show. Any, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I might, I might have him. I might have him do that. All right, let's see if he's right. up to it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, thank you, Lou. Thank you. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, fake news. Even the fake news is starting to write Joe Biden's political obituary. They're protecting him, yes, but it's kind of funny at the same time that um, their their coverage is increasingly hostile, and they can't deny the uh, the facts anymore. They can't. Listen to this. Cut 50. The president is also frustrated about his sinking poll numbers. They continue to drop. Even one person telling us and others echoed this, that he's dismayed that his numbers are lower than former President Trump's, that that's something he just can't really get his head around how that's happening. It is amazing that he can't figure that out. I mean, come on. The guy has been failing since. And it is almost like he turned a switch. He flipped a switch. And now everything, everything is screwed up. And I think he wants it to be that way. He wants these gas prices as high as they can be. So people will shift to um, electric, clean energy, even though that stuff isn't ready. It's not advanced enough. It's not good enough. Um, That's what he said. He said all this crazy stuff during the primary so he would be as woke as woke can be. And that helped him get the nomination. He had to run far, far, far to the left. The thing about it is he never ran back to the center. That's kind of what you're supposed to do. All right. Yes, you know, to some extent, you got to take care of the the base, but the base is the left-wing loonies now. And nobody, this is not a left-wing loony country, but the Democrats are owned by the left-wing loonies like AOC. And now we're really in a fix. So what's the little euphemism they use for Joe Biden's... Uh, For the worst presidency ever. The F word. Are you ready? Cut 53. The president is also frustrated about his sinking poll numbers. His frustration is that there are times when something happens that's unexpected in this particular moment. He's frustrated. So, Mike, what's your sense of the frustration inside the Oval Office? I don't think he is rattled. I think he is very frustrated. Frustrated with the circumstances. According to your reporting, your information the word frustrated. How frustrated was the president of the United States? That is what's fueling the frustration. It would stand to reason that he would be frustrated because the country is frustrated. You think? Irritation, frustration, irritation by an inability to get things done. He's the president of the United States. He's been in politics since uh, uh, 1970. 1952 years ago, 
and he's frustrated. He hasn't figured it out. Wasn't he supposed to be this the master of the Senate, right, the master of compromise and uh, knew all the world leaders? We lost in Afghanistan. We no longer have a border. Uh, we can't buy baby formula and record high gas prices. This guy is so ejectable right now, and I sense that Democrats, Democrats will want him gone after the midterm elections. Definitely. Running for re-election? Forget about it. This guy, I think he'll be shown the door. He will be shown the door. And the Democrats can achieve something else that they'd like, okay? They will achieve, and this is important to them, not to me, but to them, certainly, they will have Kamala Harris as president of the United States. Now, we all know that she's a silly, foolish woman, not smart, not serious, not at all presidential, let alone vice presidential, um, but they will go down in history. This you know, black woman, the first black female president, the first female, all that stuff. That's anybody's answer to anything these days. You got a serious problem here. It's going to take really hard work to fix it. Ah, let's appoint a black person. Now yeah, we'll we'll look really cool when we do that. Ah, let's appoint a lesbian. Ah, let's appoint whatever we do. If we are white and male, take a back seat. Right. Evaporate. You are part of the problem. You are part. You know, I had a very interesting conversation not too long ago with a, a young woman who happened to be black. And she, we we're talking about her life and, and she's done amazing things with her life. And she said to me, she said, you know, every job I've ever had, I've gotten from a white man. And I thought that was fascinating. And I thought, you know, I, I just... For all the demonization we do of white men in this country, goodness gracious, it's just such an honest, dishonest, and rather sick conversation when you think about it. So unfortunate, so unnecessary, so unfair. I think that's pretty unfair, don't you? Hold on one second. All right. So, uh, (laughs) I... I'm going to put that aside for a second. Dave is on the phone from Orange County. Yes, Dave. Yeah, Greg, I'm I'm just curious. Have you heard uh, something that's supposedly been going back for maybe a year or two about factories, food-producing factories, either having fires, uh, supposedly since January of this year, in this period of time, having roughly like 20 fires or 22 fires, you know, of unknown origin, basically, and, uh, you know, things of that nature going on. Have you heard anything? Because, I, look, I watch Newsmax all the time. I've heard nothing about that. So I'm just curious if maybe where I'm getting my information from, which naturally is the Internet, is not reliable. Uh, I got to tell. I gotta be honest. I've never heard about any food factory fires. Have you guys? Have you? Ask Jackie. Has she heard anything about food factory fires? Uh, everyone's shaking their head no. As she just yell it, yell it to her. I want to make sure she's our. Uh, this is our official journalist here. Yes, does she know? Yes or no? It's a pretty easy, straightforward question. Does she know? Eight fifteen. Eight people are okay. No, shaking their head. No, nobody knows what you're talking about, pal. Really? Okay. I mean, well, maybe it's a big deal. I mean, there's so. That. Maybe somebody should look into that. What websites are you getting this stuff from? Again, I'm, I'm not saying anything is accurate. I'm Dave, just, do you know, me a favor. Give me. It. it can come from anywhere. I'm not saying that, Greg. What I'm saying is, I find it unusual. Hey, that... don't get an attitude with me, Dave. Yeah. 
I have a good attitude. All right, all right. I'm just teasing. I'm just, all right, so wait. I mean, all right, well, I'll Google it right now. Food, no, I haven't heard anything about this, and I don't see anything about it. So you, I mean, come on, you must have some recollection of where, I'm, I'm Googling it, but what, 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 what did it say? What did it say? Well, it brings down, you can look, and it'll give you 20 locations. Just tell me what, uh, let's see here. Ooh, wait a second, there is something. Food facility fires. What's really going on? Uh, yeah, National well, Review. Part of it, I believe. All right. Well, look. You, you, look. look you, you can go down all kinds yeah. of rabbit holes on the uh, on the internet. I'll take a look at this right now. Thanks, Dave. Um, hmm. What's really going on with food processing plant fires in a typical year? How many planes crash into food processing plants? <laughs> You'd figure the answer would be zero, and in a bad year, maybe all the way up to one. <laughs> to one. This year, we're up to two so far. Or more specifically, one crash into a plant and one crash about 300 yards from one. Uh, what are they trying to say here? Is this all kind of like, we made it to fr- fr- two small planes crashing into or near food processing plants and reports of fires at various food processing plants and facilities. It's fair to wonder, I'm reading from the National Review, Jim Garrity, if something sinister is going on. But the evidence is pointing in one clear direction. I would sincerely love it if unnamed senior U.S. officials would just shut up about how we're helping the Ukrainians kill lots of Russian soldiers. And if you think filling up your tank with regular gasoline is painful these days, don't look at the price of diesel. Okay, he's just being cute here. Uh, What they're trying to say is nothing's going on. And there's a lot of hocus pocus out there. Um, Yeah. Uh, let's go through here. Yeah, he's uh, he's saying it's fake news, Dave. He's saying it's fake news. Now, this is one guy who's pretty good at the National Review. Uh, Reuters is now fact-checking that as well. Uh, fact-check. Food processing plant fires in 2022 are not part of a conspiracy to trigger U.S. food shortages. Now, however, I'm getting all this stuff from the usual, you know, fake news sources. I don't trust Reuters. I really don't, actually. Uh, a lot of these guys are phony baloney. So... That said, I haven't heard much about it, um, and we're not talking about it in our world. I will keep my eye open. Uh, uh-oh. A lot of people have been reading about this. They're saying, Greg, you're full of it. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe I don't. I am. Uh, I try to keep an open mind. Uh, let's just see. Let's just see. No, I don't buy it. Anthony, what do you think? Hi, Greg. It is absolutely true. I believe when I drive a truck and I deliver all over the country, there are fires at times, but never so many in such a uh, concise industry where it's so overt. It's so just there are no uh, what do you call that um, happenstance or, or what do you call that uh, coincidentals. It is really true. Uh, a lot of times we deliver to food grain companies and they have fires because of the dust. But that's a rarity. This stuff is really something to be looked into. Uh, so, All right, so wait a I mean, second. Tell me a little bit about your own experience here. Where was the fire? What happened? One, well, the fires were somewhere in meat, fat, meat, meat, factory, meat factory plants where the air conditioning has caught fire and caused the uh, spark. In other words, at grain, this is in Illinois, where you do get uh, the soot and the dust, you get um, what they call that uh, when, the, when you get the hot air, it combustible fires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's how do you know all this stuff? You're just driving by in your truck. I mean, when? how do you know this? I'm 
make deliveries. I spent hours waiting, and I just love looking at stuff. I can tell you great stuff about these oil refinery factories. All, All right, hold on a second. Thing. You're waiting. Are you seeing these things firsthand? Are you seeing it firsthand, or are you just reading online like uh, our, uh, our our friend there? The uh, fires or the, the fires? What I'm talking the fires. Oh, no, are you seeing the fires, or are you reading no, about them? No, I read about it, but I'm saying yeah. I go to these factories which they speak about, mm. and for them to have so many fires, so such coincidentals in such a short period of time, Greg. Well, there are some people saying, you know what? It reminds me. You know what? It reminds me a little bit of. Uh, all the prisoners that were escaping a couple of years ago. And they were, oh, my gosh, there are so many prisoners escaping. I mean, it's already July, and we've lost 17. 17 people have escaped from police custody. And guess what? In all of last year, only 34 people escaped from police custody. Can you believe that? And then I did the math, and I'm like, okay, wait a second. 17, 17, halfway through the year, 17 times 2 is 34. So I don't know. But a lot of you folks may think I'm on. T- uh, I'm wrong on this one. I will keep looking. I will keep looking. Uh, give me a moment. Let me do some research. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, good for Johnny Depp. Good for Johnny Depp. That Amber Hood, Amber Heard, no good. No good. Here's the verdict. Uh, Johnny Depp, uh, she defamed him. So the jury uh, decided. Is this yesterday? Uh, Yeah, this is yesterday. Uh, Cut two. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard... We, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, no. As against John C. Depp II, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $2 million. And wait, what? $2 million? All right, she got a little bit of a reprieve there, but this was a big win for Johnny Depp. And quite frankly... A big win for falsely accused men everywhere. All right? Everybody knows the Me Too movement got way too carried away. Sure, there were some creeps. Sure, there were some guilty guys. Um, but it went totally uh, out of control. And, you know, you have now normal behavior has been uh, demonized, criminalized even. And um, nobody wants to go back to work for one of those. For that, that's part of the reason. They don't want to go back to work because, um, well, at work, things, you know, your proximity and men and women and uh, things are said. And uh, but you got to come back. You got to come back to work. And that's another reason why I really like Elon Musk. Elon Musk has said enough with this work from home crap. If you want to work at Tesla, you got to be at the office 40 hours a week, whether you're on the the factory floor, which is really where the. The stuff gets made or you're an accountant or you work at the cafeteria or if you work in HR 40 hours a week. And I think that's the way it should be, because what do people do at home? This working from home stuff doesn't work. Uh, You can goof off. You can scratch yourself. You can watch porn. You can get high. You can loaf. You can pretend you're working. There's a million other things you can do. 
And when you go to work, not only do you go to work, you uh, might get your shoe shined. You, uh, you know, you, you have to be a part of society. You do. All right. Now, listen, there is a great deal of interest. And I'm sorry I missed this. This, this food factory thing. Um, and I'm not going to accept any fake news organization telling me that this is fake news. OK, I have been lied to. I have been, we've all been lied to by these fact checking organizations so many times. What's this? This is a list of, uh, of uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, April 21st, plane crash into General Mills plant in Georgia. April 19th, fire destroyed Azure Standard Headquarters in Oregon, the largest independent food distributor in the United States. Um, April 14th, 2022, Taylor Farms Packaging Building in Salinas, California, deemed a total loss. 413 in 2022, plane crashes into Ohio, Idaho Potato field and food processing plant uh april 11th crews battled fire for 16 hours uh at east conway beef and pork in new hampshire march 31st massive warehouse fire at large fresh onion packaging facility rio fresh in south texas march 24th 2022 massive potato processing plant fire burns in belfast maine March 19th, fire destroys Walmart Distribution Center, Plainfield, Indiana. Also on March 19th, 50,000 pounds of food destroyed after fire ripped through Maricopa, Arizona Food Pantry. February 22nd, 2022, seven injured in explosion at fire in Gulf, as fire engulfs Shearer's Food Plant in Hermiston, Oregon. February 16th. Louis Dreyfus reports fire at largest U.S. soy processing plant in Claypool, Indiana. January 14, 2022, explosion and fire reported at Cargill Neutrina Feed Mill in Lecompte, Louisiana. More. April 18, 2022, Union Pacific significantly cuts fertilizer shipments during spring planting season. That doesn't sound right. B. Also on the 18th, 27 million chickens and turkeys and counting are being culled because of bird flu. Well, that's quite a list. That is quite a list. What the hell is going on? Now, I uh, there's plenty to eat. I have not noticed the shortage. However, I did notice how weird and crooked the popcorn tasted when I went to the IMAX the other day to see Top Gun. Now, I know it's a little thing. But I love that stuff. I can, you know, and I threw it back. I threw it in the trash. I took a couple of handfuls. I'm like, there's something wrong with this. I mean, it wasn't like rotten, but it was just like it wasn't good. There was something wrong. Hmm. Hmm. Rich in Middletown, New York. Yes. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, I uh, I was on the air, uh, on the radio, and I heard this story break with John Katsimatidis about a month ago. And he had a journalist on. I can't remember his name, but I think it was William Washington. And he, this is when um, I don't even think they had the, the long list of places that you have available to you now. But then I began to uh, not do my own research, but ask my computer head friends, and they were all coming up with the same story. So this has been going on for a while. Hey, I'm late to the party, and I'm sorry about that. But I am very intrigued, concerned, and disturbed. This is quite a list. 
and all the usual suspects are trying to tell me it's not a story. Reuters, PolitiFact, all those guys. I got to thank, what was his name, Dave from Long Island who got the ball rolling? Hey, I love my listeners. I learn all kinds of things from you guys. We got to get to the bottom of this. It wouldn't surprise, it would I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're screwing around with this stuff. They screwed around with everything else. Stay with me. Be back soon. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. The food fires. The food fires. There's some debate about whether this is legit or not. I'm seeing all these fires. I'm very suspicious myself. I am not so uh, ready to say this is uh, this is people connecting the dots when there's no connection between the dots. I'm not so sure about that. What the hell is going on? These are a lot of food fires. Planes crashing into food plants. You know how hard that is? How random that is? And we've had a couple of these things? No. I don't know about that. And I do know that Joe Biden is out to essentially, whether he's uh, witting or unwitting, it looks like he wants to destroy this country. Destroy this country. He says he can't flip a switch to uh, turn it back. Well, he flipped a switch to make all this crap happen. Here he is this week saying, uh, well, listen, cut 13, please. There's a lot going on uh, right now. But the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch, bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term. Oh, God, that's a communicator. And by the way, it is actually as easy as that. You could essentially flip a switch. And by that, I mean, if he came out and said, you know what, we're deregulating all the stuff that we've been talking about all these months. Uh, they've screwed over uh, <laughs> Americans and uh, we're we're rolling it all back. And let's start fracking. Let's start drilling on uh, federal lands. Let's not stop this phony baloney game of blaming oil companies for uh, not using the leases that they actually already have. That's just a bunch of fakery and trickery on Joe Biden's part. There are all kinds of things. If he came out and just said that, the markets would react. The markets would react very, very positively. And meanwhile, you got this thing. You know who Jamie Dimon is, right? He is the CEO of J.P. Morgan, and he's been there for a long time. And he's freaking a lot of people out because he's saying that uh, we're going to have an economic uh, an economic hurricane. That does not sound good, especially from a guy like that who's who's pretty smart, been around for a long time. Brace yourselves, he says. Brace yourselves. Uh, hmm. He also, let's go here. Let's see. A little, give me one moment here. I actually met Jamie Dimon. He's a very uh, sharp, impressive guy. Let's see. Jamie Dimon is no meteorologist, but the J.P. Morgan Chase CEO is predicting an economic hurricane caused by the war in Ukraine rising inflation pressures, and interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. Right now, it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. Everyone thinks the Fed can handle this, Diamond said at a Bernstein conference, whatever that is. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy. You better brace yourself, though. Yikes. Um, well, what can an economic hurricane be? A depression? I guess it could be a depression. Diamond said the economy is distorted by inflation. He's also worried that the Fed is starting to unwind its bond portfolio, a process known as quantitative tightening, 
At the same time, it is raising interest rates. That's something that the market is not prepared for, Diamond said, adding that people will be writing about this in history books for 50 years. This is not a guy who gets freaked out very often. The Fed is in a bind, Diamond said. The central bank must raise rates because of surging housing prices and other inflation pressures. He stressed that he still thinks the U.S. banking system is in great shape and can withstand. Okay, he's just covering all of his bases. He doesn't want to look like he's wrong, and he just might be. Uh, I can't figure this out at this point, but I do know that Joe Biden, well, he just said he's not going to mess with the Fed. Seems like we got to start messing with the Fed a little bit. Uh, The Fed has been and is out to lunch uh, and that's why Joe uh, Donald Trump is very bold. And, you know, he he had this crazy idea that he was the leader of the country. And that's one of the reasons why the swamp hated him so much. They always said that the swamp, the swamp was in charge. How's everybody doing in terms of your personal health and all those things? Mine is uh, is wavering. I am still open mind about this thing. I am open-minded. I need more information. I need more information. Steve, do you have any uh, from Long Island about this food factory thing? Yes, I do, sir. What? Uh, 37 million chickens and turkeys were intentionally destroyed. Now, I was going to recite some of those same incidents that you read off of your list, but you beat me to the punch. Now, do you really think this is all a coincidence? I've also heard that farmers in this country have been offered twice the amount of money to grow flowers instead of necessary food, like corn, soybeans, wheat, etc. cetera. So, so something, I can't confirm it 100%, but something is awry here. And I wouldn't put it past this administration to try to uh, produce an intentional food shortage. Neither would I. Neither would I. I need more information. I don't want to be connecting dots where the dots are just random or whatever or haphazard, but I'm not uh, right now. The circumstantial evidence does not look good, Steve. It does not look good at all. I am very wary. I am not. uh, This looks like the kind of crisis they would want to engineer. They would definitely want to engineer something like this. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very much. Hey, remember tonight there's going to be a Joe Biden speech. Be sure to miss it. (laughs) Oh, the shooter in Tulsa, who, by the way, it's kind of funny when you watch the fake news. It really is. Every time, every time the gunman is white, they cannot stop talking about it. White, white, white. And, of course, they bring up white supremacy. Well, here we have Michael Lewis, targeted doctor who had operated on him, according to the cops. A deranged gunman with a rifle and a handgun who killed four people at an Oklahoma medical building targeted a doctor who previously operated on him and anyone who got in his way, authorities said. Uh, The gunman, identified as Michael Lewis, opened fire at about 5 p.m. Wednesday at an orthopedic office on the second floor uh, at the Natalie Medical Building in the St. Francis Health System in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Lewis is 45 years old of Muskegee. Went to the hospital on May 19th for back surgery, which was performed by Dr. Preston Phillips. Lewis was released on May 24th. Um, Lewis proceeded to call several times to complain of pain and sought additional treatment. He then saw Phillips on Tuesday and called the doctor's office again on Wednesday seeking additional help. It's unclear what sort of help Lewis was seeking. Now I'm looking at a picture of Dr. Preston Phillips. I did notice, actually, some of the coverage pointed out that the physician, the victim, was black. But they didn't point out that the gunman was black. 
Now, if you're going to start playing the race card every time you turn around, it's um, it's just amazing. It's an amazing omission. And why are they doing it? Because I think, almost like Charlie Manson, they want racial division in this country. They want racial violence in this country. I don't, okay? Neither do you. And by the way, his victims were black and white. You saw that in the Ovalde shooting. They really downplayed the shooter in that case, who happened to be Hispanic. And it was all about guns. Yet the Buffalo shooting, and it was a white guy from upstate New York, and he was 18 years old. It was white supremacy, Tucker Carlson, white man, all that nonsense. How about this? Crazy. And how about this? Marijuana, the role of marijuana, because basically everybody is smoking that crap, especially kids. And and the role, potentially, of uh, psychotropic drugs. I don't want to start naming names because I don't want to implicate anybody and I don't want to get the radio station in trouble. But you know the pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money on that stuff. A lot of money on that stuff. It's one of the reasons why we – and no one, no one was taking those pills 30 years ago. No one. No one. Relatively speaking, no one. Now everybody's on that stuff. I told you I took one of those uh, antidepressants a while back. A while. It was a long time ago. I didn't like it. It made me kind of fat. Psychiatrist said, "What's are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. Well, what's wrong? Eh, how do you feel? All right. Well, what's wrong? Eh, I'm gaining weight like crazy. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a side effect. I'm like, what? <laughs> you should have told me. You should have told me. Hey, that crazy Korean band that was in with Joe Biden, BTS, why the hell did he do that? He's trying to score some weird points somehow. Do we have the BTS? Uh, okay, here's Joe Biden speaking to this Korean boy band. Nice guys, I'm sure. Uh, here's a scene in the Oval Office, cut 46. This is an important month here in America. A lot of our Asian-American friends have uh, been subject to real discrimination. Hate only hides. When good people talk about it and say how bad it is, it goes down. People care a lot about what you say. And what you're doing is good for all people. It's not just your great talent. It's the message you're communicating. It matters. It's that message that BTS is communicating that matters so much. Okay, you want to hear the message? Let's hear the message. BT- Does anybody know what BTS stands for? BTS. Boys, boys to sisters. Is that it? Anyway, cut 47. They don't sound Asian. I'm sorry. I don't think that's a horrible thing to say. It sounds more uh, hip-hop-y to me. And it sounds as a certain uh, Hollis Queens kind of vibe I'm getting from that. But whatever. I want a party on your body. Did you hear that part? All right. Is that the message that Joe Biden's excited by? Probably. Hey, he's happy when his... uh, when his son, Hunter, is hooking up with his uh, sister-in-law. Joe's happy about that. He wants to, maybe he wants to party on Haley Biden's body. You never know. Joe did all kinds of unusual things. You can look, I'm sorry to say, but it's all in Ashley Biden's diary. 
Ashley Biden, the daughter of Joe. Now, I have a policy. If I ever find a diary, I only peruse it, and I'll find its rightful owner and give it back. And I think that's what should have happened to Ashley Biden when somebody found her diary. And I basically did the same thing. Uh, It was published online. I lightly perused it. It was available before the election of 2020. Saw some things in there, but you know what? If I were to keep a diary, an honest diary, I mean, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't have anything like that out there. Can you? You know, I, I just, anyway, you'd be mortified if somebody was going through that stuff. But, Ashley, I got to tell you, I've had some of the same problems you've had, and I basically beat them uh, with the help of God. And that's one thing. That's one thing, Ashley Biden. Sorry, I did read your book. I I read it. All right. Sorry. But that's one thing I noticed you were doing, Ashley Blazer Biden. You were putting it all on yourself. Well, the master, the creator of the universe wants to help truly wants to help and can help and they know everything about you they know all the mistakes you've made they've all know all the good things you've done all the bad things you've done and they still love you they love me everybody just wants us to be closer and there's this great guidebook there is this great guidebook it's called the bible and i'll be the first one you know what did i i three days this week john eight i've been pondering john eight this morning, not so much. I had a little, uh, any little disruption to my daily routine and things start falling away fast. I don't like that. I've got to make sure that my daily routine is sacrosanct, sacrosanct, sacrosanct or sacrosanct. I don't want anybody messing with it, okay? I've got to, that's not That's not on you. That's on me, by the way. I don't want to make it sound. All right. Oh, it's time. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, remember Kyle Rittenhouse? Kyle Rittenhouse, who was just defending himself in uh, Wisconsin when he was attacked and appropriately found not guilty. Kyle's lawyers confirm Zuckerberg is certainly at the top of the list. Let's see here. Hannity says, uh, it's no secret Kyle Rittenhouse is going after everyone who defamed him during his 2021 trial over the events in Kenosha, Wisconsin. In fact, the Rittenhouse legal team has brought on a big name to help go after Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Tom McMurtry, lawyer for Covington Catholic School student Nicholas Sandman. Oh, boy, Nicholas Sandman. Now, that was something. Do you remember that? That little standoff he had with the fake Indian? Or maybe he was a real Indian, I don't know, but he was a fake victim. You know, said he was being taunted, and I saw the video. First, I read all the reports, and these horrible Catholic kids, uh, oh, they were just evil, incarnate, and they totally uh, uh, just undermined Christian values, and they should have, uh, no. And And then I finally saw the video. I'm like, wait a second, nothing happened. Nothing like that. Even conservative media, even conservative media, Jumped on that phony bandwagon. Never, ever, ever jump on a fake news media bandwagon. All right? You gotta find out for yourselves. Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Yes, hello. Good afternoon, Greg. It's funny that you should mention the stale-tasting popcorn because I just heard something the other day about that. And I heard you talking that you and your dad were hoping to go see Top Gun. And I get most of my news nowadays from both the Catholic Channel and also from a Christian news reporting channel. And they said that many of the movie theaters, uh, with a movie like Top Gun, 
that's expected to more than uh, have them recoup the sale of the tickets, they have to pay that money in advance to the um, movie companies. So with a movie like Top Gun, they know they're going to get their money back. But with other movies, they they don't. So they make most of their profit on the popcorn. I understand that, but why is the popcorn tasting so crummy? Because it's stale, exactly as you said. Well, stale they since when? That- I mean, stale like they, this wasn't left over two years ago. It was, yeah. Exactly. No, That's- they can't yes. keep. They can't keep. What do they put um, in the refrigerator? Popcorn's um, not going to last two years. I'm telling you, this is what I heard reported. No, I heard the on, same thing. I know about yeah. popcorn and how much uh, revenue it generates, more than the tickets and all that stuff. It still doesn't explain why the popcorn was so crummy. I heard about the popcorn shortage, but why was my popcorn crummy? And I heard somebody say, well, it's been in storage for two years. That I don't believe. It gets ants. You you can't keep popcorn for two years. You can't. No, it's not like, a, it's not like SpaghettiOs. Come on. Well... I don't know. I heard the I heard the same thing. So uh, yeah, I know. But use common sense here. All right. I just went on my rant about the fake news. You can't believe everything. All right. There's no yeah, but- way this stuff is not vacuum packed, sealed. You know, no popcorn. It just pops. I even took a picture of it. It was right there in the in the pop. It was right there in the uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, the popper. It's uh, it's right there. It just uh, anyway. Something's weird. But thank you, Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline. Um, what do you do? You got a great voice, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. I like to say I'm temporarily retired. I'm uh, going through a lot, as many people have over the past several years uh, with the pandemic. I lost both my parents and my dog. And I'm just trying to get caught up on everything that I have to with uh, an old house from my parents and whatnot. All right. Um, I'm good. Thank you very much for all that. <laughs> no, that's all right. I don't Jacqueline, thank you. Hang in there, okay? Thanks, uh, you bet. Uh, let's see here. 7.30 tonight. Have they made a decision over at Newsmax? Do I have to do the whole show tonight, or is it going to be an early night? Let me find out from uh, from my staff. I'm a very good boss, by the way, although I'm demanding. I am demanding, and I have high standards. And you know what? This whole thing, you ever get this, uh, you get the review process? Once a year, your boss brings you in, and they say, we like this, we don't like that. I can't believe some of them wait once a year to do that, if they do it at all. I basically do it every single day. I just, I cannot, or at least once a week, you know? I mean, you got to, and there are some people out there who will let you make the same mistake over and over again so they can grumble about you and complain about you. Office politics, you know what I mean? I don't like it. Great big waste of time and energy. Uh, Dennis is in Boundbrook, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, good afternoon, Greg. Just as a follow-up to what you were talking about regarding the uh, factories uh, uh, burning down and shutting down, they did a story on Fox News about two weeks ago, and they were explaining that the Chinese are buying up hundreds of thousands of acres, and I think they concentrated primarily in Oklahoma, buying up hundreds of thousands of acres, and then they're using a lot of this acreage to grow marijuana. So when you and your listeners talk about this underlying... uh, uh, conspiracies or whatever you want to call it, who's to say? Uh, so I just figured I'd update you on that. Well, I have heard that, and I think Politico wrote about this as well. It's been a, it's been a big thing over the past uh, couple of years, especially. Uh, they control, I used to know this off the top of my head, about 200,000 acres of uh, U.S. agriculture. 200,000 acres. Uh, that's uh, That's billions and billions of dollars. 
Uh, I don't like that. I'm uncomfortable with it. I mean, China is a no-kidding adversary of ours. And, you know, the big problem here, and Trump was right, gosh, the turnover, the turnover, our political turnover. You know, four years is not a long time. And the way our silly system works, a president only really has two years before they got to engage full-time in re-election. How long has President Xi in China been around? You know, these guys stick around for decades and decades. Look, I prefer our system. Of course I do. I we got to have elections. But we're like children compared to these people. And our our elected leaders, they don't know anything. They just know how to smile. Like Joe Biden, big smile, small brain. Big smile. You know who you know who said that even before he met Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Donald Trump talked about going into politics back in 1980. They were asking him could you would you want to run for president? Uh, no, Rona, I don't think so. But it's a very mean life, and it's not uh, it's not a kind life. And I think it does very well for a person with a big smile but a small brain. And he was so wise. And in many ways, Donald Trump, one of the most traditional presidents, and by traditional I mean that in the best sense of the word, traditional, as in George Washington, traditional. I'll explain when we get back. And oops, I'm down to five seconds. I'll be back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So many little cool nooks and crannies in this city, you know, always discovering something. Just found there's a little secret park in the middle of the block right around the corner here. And um, it's interesting. There are just these little cool treasures throughout this city. Hey, but getting back to something that has me uh, more and more worried and concerned and a little bit frustrated at myself. This trend of fires and weird incidents at food factories. This list is amazing. This list is amazing. April 21st, a plane crashed into General Mills plant in Georgia. How unusual is that? April 19th, fire destroyed the Azure Standard headquarters in Oregon, the largest independent food distributor in the United States. April 14th, Taylor Farms packaging building in Salinas, California, deemed a total loss. April 13th, plane crashes into a Idaho potato and food processing plant. Huh? In a week? Two plane crashes into major food facilities? No. Nuh-uh. April 11th, crews battled fires for 16 hours at East Conway Beef and Pork in New Hampshire. And it goes on and on and on. I apologize, but man, oh man, oh man. On March 19th, 50,000 pounds of food destroyed after fire ripped through the Maricopa Arizona Food Pantry. This is an amazing one. 27 million chickens and turkeys had to be killed, eliminated from the food supply system because of bird flu. 27 million? Now, who could be waging this? Where the hell is this coming from? From the same evil and dark forces that want to destroy this country who are, I do believe, somehow, in some way, controlling Joe Biden. And they want to make this a socialist country. And he's just in it for himself and protection. He'll go along with it. 
consciously or unconsciously, something's going on. They're messing with the wrong country. You know why? Because I live here. And so do you, Paul. Paul, hello in Dutchess County. Yes. What do you know? Hello, Greg. Um, yeah, well, pretty much between you and your callers, you guys have covered everything. The only thing I'd like to add to it is the owner of farmland in the U.S. is the one and only Bill Gates. So I don't know if that answers a conspiracy or it's just another fact to lay into this whole thing. Repeat that again, if you don't mind. I want to make sure I understand. Bill Gates what? Okay. Bill Gates is the largest owner of farmland in the U.S. All right. Number one, I mean, let's just put this in perspective. He is like the first or second richest guy in the country, so I think he'd be the chief owner of just about anything, including farmland. But we all know he's a suspicious character and his his obsession with vaccines and a lot of other globalist stuff has us uh, worried and skeptical about him. So what do you what what's your takeaway from that? Well, I don't know. He's up to something. He's doing something. 242,000 acres of farmland and nearly 27,000 across in 19 other states. I mean, his holdings are in Louisiana, Arkansas, and a variety of other Midwest states. You know, I don't again, I don't know what his motives are, but it just kind of makes me suspicious when you look at all these other things in conjunction with it. You know, again, maybe it's just another coincidence. You know, I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying that's the fact. You know, my wife yesterday said the wheels, it feels like the wheels are coming off the the, the car that is America. The wheels are coming off. And you throw into the mix these school shootings and these cops not responding. How do you find cops to not respond? What? And I know there's no tie-in, although is there? Larry in Woodside, welcome back. Thanks, Paul. Larry, what is up? Okay, Greg, I got a, a... A question about these shootings. Um, it would seem to me, and I mentioned this to my brother, who was a policeman for 37 years, and he just looked at me. It would seem to me that in these cases of domestic violence, and certainly in this case with this kid, this kid in Texas, if the police just took transparent, shield, uh, transparent shields and advanced on the people. For example, when you go on a domestic violence, instead of just walking up, you walk up with a shield a shield until you find out what's going on. No, that may have and been one little... of the problems, that they were waiting for these advanced shields from three counties over. I don't know what the hell happened. All you need is a guy with a gun, a thirty-eight, And, yes, like the other caller said, you may get shot in the process, but there are little kids, six-year-old kids. How are they going to respond to the shooter? Shields. Shields. You, you know. Hey, what about creeping up to the window? Everyone's talking about the door. What about the window? Something is totally, totally crazy now. I don't know. What was the last thing you wanted to say about the shields? What difference does the shields no, make? I, what do you need from shields? Well, the shields mean that if they shoot, that you'll be protected. They're transparent, like the Japanese. Well, they're not necessarily. Bu- they're not. Nece- they can't necessarily stop a bullet, and they don't necessarily have these shields. You know, look at a cop in a cop car right now. All right. Or look at a cop walking down the street. Do they have a shield with them? All right, you got to get those from somewhere else. You got to get them from headquarters. Meanwhile, you got an 18 year old maniac in a classroom blasting away. You're going to order up the shields? Well, it may be that's what they did. And then the Border Patrol, an hour later, shows up with their shields. I, I don't think the shield is the key to all this, man. They don't walk around with every piece of equipment they could ever possibly need. 
You know the big piece of equipment? Or it's actually not that big. A pistol. A gun. Doesn't have to be a nine mil. It can be a thirty-eight. It can be anything that fires projectiles at thirty-six hundred feet per second, and you could have taken this guy out with one bullet, one L- welling bullet. So again, I'm not not getting it. What, what I don't understand your point with these shields. My point is that shields are protection, and if you advance on someone with a shield and they shoot, you've got all kinds of protection. All right, but fine, you thank shoot- you. Wait, do you understand for the ninth, tenth time? That they don't have these shields at the ready all the time? You can buy things in the United States. What? You understand that? What? You can buy things in the United States. Oh, Larry, get lost. Enough. All right? Enough. Just buy things. Yeah, they bought them, and they were two counties over. You can buy them. This This is not an equipment issue, okay? This was a headwork issue, and this was a gut check issue. These cops may not have had the guts or whatever. They would have been just numb. They never had anything to do. I don't know. But this is not about equipment. This is not about a new piece of gear. This is about bravery. This is about earning the damn paycheck that they get every single week. Ugh. Special shields. Ooh, we bought these special shields. They're only 45 minutes away. We'll wait for them. We got them just for an occasion like this. And that's part of it, by the way. You know, we may have given some of these departments too much equipment. It reminds me, I know this is crazy, but it reminds me a little bit of the movie Rocky Three. Who's seen Rocky Three? Not many of us. Wait, no. Rocky Three was pretty good. Rocky One was uh, Rocky Four. Now, Rocky Four was terrible. So, Rocky Four. And. The problem with Rocky Four was all the earlier Rocky movies did so well. You know, the first Rocky movie was the best, and they had about a million dollars to spend. That's not a lot of money when you're making a movie, even in 1975. So they basically, they barely gave them lighting equipment. They barely gave them a camera, and they had to make, they had to make do with less. And then these movies start making money, and then they give them the whole damn kit and caboodle. They gave them truckloads worth of stuff. And when you're you're a director, you think you got to use all this crap. And what do you have in the end? A crummy movie. Rocky Four stank, stunk, whatever. Bad movie. Too much equipment. Too much. Sometimes too much money. Too much equipment. Too many options. You don't need all those options. Sometimes. Sometimes. Hey, like Tom Cruise said, you think and you're dead. Remember that. You may not, because I'm the only one who's seen the movie, it seems like. Me and a lot of other Americans, but nobody in my daily life has actually seen Top Gun. Anyway, he says that a lot. If you think, you're dead. you got to react sometimes. Just do it. Too much thinking. Uh, Kathy, what's up with the dead chickens? Oh, I don't know if you mentioned this when you was mentioning all the other fires that broke out. I mentioned the 27 million chickens with the bird flu. Is that what you're getting at? No, no, no. This happened in Howard Lake, Minnesota, about two days ago. Tens of thousands of chickens died in a weekend fire that broke out in a commercial egg farm, which sells more than 3 million, million eggs a day. Another one of these fires that I'm I'm start I'm not a person you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist but 
This is getting very scary. It's getting very scary and weird. weird. And you know what? I'm, 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 I'm going to stop saying it because I do the same thing. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just like, like, you know, like we got to apologize for connecting the dots. We got to apologize ahead of time. We got to worry about what, you know, you're allowed to say things in America. We're allowed to make observations. Now we have more information than ever before. The elite media, uh, the globalists, they don't want us connecting the dots. They don't want us doing what you're doing, what I can do now. We have the information. We can figure it out for ourselves. We're not afraid to draw the conclusions that they are too compromised to draw. Potentially. Potentially. I've seen this happen before. I'm not ready to say a thousand percent. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but I sense that something is going on and I don't like it. Kathy, do me a favor. Give me that town in Minnesota one more time. Um, the name of the town was Howard Lake, Minnesota. Howard Lake. Got it. And what happened there? How many chickens? They said that. Let, 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 let me see. It says tens of thousands of chickens died over the weekend. Fire broke out at a commercial egg farm, which sells more than 3 million eggs a day. Boy, 3 million a day. Can you imagine, by the way, it's bad enough if you had to be a chicken. And then you're a chicken and you die in a terrible fire. I've been to one of these great big chicken uh, places. They're amazing and very, very loud. It was a long time ago. It was back in the 90s. But uh, these chickens are very excitable, by the way. They will, uh, you know, they're they're very excitable. They have heart attacks all the time. It's very easy to freak these guys out, but I'm suspicious. Hey, one more. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, Pamela in Central Jersey, how do you do? Hi, Greg. Uh, strip away a nation's food, arms, ability to travel, and health, and you have defeated her. Even Napoleon Bonaparte knew how important food was. Those are the main ingredients that anyone attacking a nation would attack. Arms, food, health, and and transportation? Correct. There's one other. There's one other. Communication. Yes, yes, and they've done that. Well, they're trying to. They're trying to. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, I mean, you're right. Keep going. What? And you can save uh, corn. You keep it in a dry uh, vacuum jar, and you can save the kernels for years and then pop them, and they they may be stale. They may not be. (laughs) Well, keeping the corn, whatever, I mean, is that what they do with the movie corn? Is that how movie corn? Hey, forget that for a second. I mean, this stuff that you just put it, the way you put it, arms, food, health, transportation, and as I mentioned, communications. You're right. All of these things are under siege. All of them. At the same time, and this is how you defeat a country, potentially from within, potentially from within. I don't believe in coincidences. If you study uh, math, there's no such thing as this is a coincidence. Hey, how about this? And I mentioned it over the weekend, and of course the internet went crazy and tried to cancel me, but I do find it incredibly weird that the shooting in Columbine happened in Colorado, just days before the NRA had a national convention planned in 1999. And then the shooting in Texas, possibly Columbine, Texas, Sandy Hook, Virginia Tech. Those are the four worst mass shootings in American history. 
Two of them happened in the same state just days before a massive NRA convention. What do you think of that? Believe in those kind of coincidences. You don't believe, so right? That means that means somebody is planning this out. Well, look, it could mean a lot of things. I mean, it could mean these uh, these maniacs who pull the trigger um, had an agenda. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I want to find out. I want to find out all this stuff. You know what? Thank you, uh, Pamela. Brilliant observations, and I do have to go. I'll be right back. Thank you, Greg Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, thank you. Thank you all. Listeners of this show, you guys, uh, your finger on the pulse, and um, you're on to something. As usual. As usual. I thank you. I thank you. Um, all right, just a couple of admin notes tonight. I'll be on TV, I think, for just a half hour. We're going to wrap things up a little bit early because of the Joe Biden arms control speech, or he wants to talk about guns. Anytime he opens his mouth, he makes matters worse. That might be part of the agenda. Maybe it is. I mean, this is what the guy is all about. He's not. There's something. Well, it's it's sinister. It's weird. Um at Gray Kelly USA for things I can't say on the radio, things I can't say on TV. I save it, generally speaking, for Twitter. Here we have 200,000 chickens, 200,000 chickens burned to death in vast Minnesota farm fire. This is from The Blaze. 200,000 chickens are dead after a massive fire tore through a Minnesota egg farm over the Memorial Day weekend. A Wright County, Minnesota egg farm is said to have lost nearly a quarter million chickens after the fire burned down a barn. The fire broke out late Saturday night at Forsman Farms in Howard Lake, as our uh, Jacqueline said. Neighbor Andy Trebesh said that he and his family were preparing to have a bonfire outside at his farm when he noticed that there was a separate blaze burning next door, adding that it was unbelievable how quickly the fire grew and consumed the nearby chicken barn. It was insane, Trebesh recalled, of the blaze. It was the whole sky. It was quite large. Uh, the Wright County Sheriff's Office has estimated that there were likely 200,000 chickens. Okay, we said that now five times. Um, a spokesperson for the fourth-generation-owned Forceman Farms told the station that the loss was tragic and confirmed that is that the right word? I mean, these chickens were going to go anyway. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want them to go like that. Overnight, a fire destroyed one of our barns. And da, 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 da. Okay. How did it start? What's going on? Who's behind this, if anybody? Who's behind this, if anybody? All right. I am wrapping things up. But as we go to, uh, as we go to the uh, terminal moment in the show, I go to Michael and Rockaway Beach. Yeah. Welcome. Hi, Greg. I, I just wanted to comment on Jamie Dimon's uh, mentioning of we're heading for a hurricane. Yeah. A week before that, he was quoted as saying that there were storm clouds which could dissipate. So he's hedging himself. These guys on Wall Street, because I worked 39 years on Wall Street, they want to they, they they come out and be definitive. So what they say is, well, there's a disaster is pending, and if it happens, well, then I warned you and I told you so. If it doesn't happen, I just wanted to play it on the safe side. But I also want to comment mm. that in the same period, the beginning of this year, corporations have bought back $600 billion worth of their own stock. And that's a bullish sign. Mm. 
Yeah, I noticed that about uh, Jamie Dimon. You're right. He's all over the place on this. You know, could be a hurricane, but then again, it could just be a normal storm and everything's fine right now, but it could get worse. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. I mean, okay. You made people uneasy, but you're covering all your bases here, hedging your bets, as you say. Michael, thank you. Uh, And yes, yes, yes. These guys buying back in a big way. Mary in Manhattan. Hello. Hi, Greg. How are you? Greg, I'm I'm sorry I missed a lot of the show, but the thing about the food is, like, alarming, right? Yeah. Green New Deal. I don't know if you read it, but I, I read it because I wanted to see what it said. Have you read it? I mean, it came out, like, two years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, no airplanes anyway, and like crap they, like that. They yeah. want to cut meat, you know, meat consumption. That's in the Green New Deal. The rest of it is very vague, all about equity and all that. But But this is... You know, they're not they don't keep it secret. They've been telling us about it, but we think it's all just environmental. But they really believe like, that the the methane from the cows is gonna kill the planet and people are the problem. We are the problem and the earth is hurting and and so it is. This it, it's it's uh, what do you call it? Designed um destruction. Destruction by design. They're they are it's not gonna be anything else, right? Yeah. No, you're <laughs> Mary, you're amazing. You really are. Thank you. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't want to say I've been gullible, but maybe at times I've been too trusting. I mean, and maybe at times I think, well, maybe they aren't that evil. Maybe they don't want to. They do. They do. And you're right. You're right about that Green New Deal. And yes, I dismissed it as a fantasy, but you're right. It's in there. And what they what's in there is now coming true. They're trying to make it happen. Mary, I thank you. You've given me something else to work with tonight. I got to get up my hands on that Green New Deal. I remember reading it. I remember laughing it at it, and then, and then this, and then this. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, Bye. you bet. Uh, it's true. It's true. All right, these two guys have been on hold for a long time, and then I got to go. Andrew and Stanhope. Yes, real quick. You caused me to get in a fight with my wife last night. And uh, over the boy band thing, visiting Biden, and she said that you were fake news because of the song selection that you're playing. That that's an old song that no one really knows. That um, you know, why did you pick that song? Those lyrics that you chose the worst to make Biden look bad. But um, well, yeah, I mean, she's right. I did. But I just want to say. Uh, I mean, no, no, part. no. Look, I was trying to make a point. You know, Joe Biden didn't know who these people were. BTS fan. He looks him in the eye and says, your message is so great. So I deliberately looked for some silly song. I said, they definitely sung something silly. And I found it. Can we hear it a little bit? You know, party on your body. So, I mean, in a way, you were both right. Or your, or your wife wasn't wrong. I don't call that fake news, though, pal. I do object to that. Tell your wife she's wrong about that. This is a band. They're BTS. They sang a song, and I quoted the song. Now, what's her problem with that? You did the research. I use that term, fake news, but I want to say you're right. Biden doesn't know them. And Biden said speaking out against prejudice while I'm speaking out against him. He mocked Indian people, immigrants, and their accents, didn't want them coming to his home state of Delaware. I don't think the boy band knows that. And speaking at WABC, if they want to help, they should meet Curtis and join the Guardian Angels and learn self-defense and walk the streets where the attacks are. And your guest was right that you had on after, yeah. Mr. Uh, Kenny, 
he said that Biden doesn't care. He just if it's white, he wants to use it. Yep. But if the attackers are black, he all right, Andrew. It. Thank you. I can't join the Guardian Angels. At one point, I did as a little kid. Uh, but I can't anymore. All right. Thank you all. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax. Many thanks. Thanks to the callers, really. Dave in Long Island, uh, Jacqueline, uh, Mayor, all you guys. I appreciate it so much. Uh, I'll see you later.